I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splend. I'm just kidding, go ahead. <laughs> I can show you the world. Yeah! Shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? You fucking I can open your eyes Bitch Take you wonder by wonder sweat. Over sideways and under On a magic carpet ride Suck my a dick A new world A new fantastic point of view Just fuck around No one to tell us no Where to go I can see that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you have to you have to learn how to uh, give the information without so much of your personal pizzazz on it at first. At first, yeah, it turns Th that's the, the only off. the only issue. Yeah, it turns people off. You have to give them their version of the idea first, that's compatible with their way of thinking, and then they'll be then you'll you can you can show them the parallels between that and what you think. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. You have to make them come to the middle ground first, and then you can show your goods. You know. Yeah, I can't I can't reveal my. My fucking cards so easily. Can't take out that dong too quick. It's weird. <laughs> no, because I'll fucking blind somebody with uh with your blinding white dick that's never seen the light <laughs> yeah, of day. My dick that's <laughs> never seen the sun. <laughs> oh, welcome to Conversations for Our Grandkids. Uh, my name is Seamus Millar, and you already know that because you listen every week and you review us on iTunes. And I'm joined by my best fucking friend. And he's he's just sitting there without a shirt on. His name is Adam George. Fuck shirts. Fuck shirts. You heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of clothes in general, man, to be honest with you. In a, in a very serious way. Really? But that's, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't fuck with them. And honestly, when I whenever I'm wearing clothes, I feel uncomfortable. I can feel them on me, you know? What about like hoodies and stuff? I like that. Like right now. Oh I'm no, man! In, uh, I'm talking. I'm talking about t-shirts, socks, anything. At some point, I can always feel it on my body, and it feels like this doesn't feel like the rest of my body. So I have to take it off, man. I just have to take it off. Damn. So we're doing this podcast totally in the nude, just so you guys know. Next week. Next week, it's the nude cast. <laughs> we're gonna fucking <laughs> the nude cast. It's gonna talk about what we see. You know what I'm saying, bro? You know what I'm saying? Oh, not much. Oh, 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 oh you know it's cold up here in the north, so <laughs> not so much down here, dude. No, it's not actually, so much down here. Ooh, it's warming up, man. It's a beautiful day out. It's been like 60 degrees the past couple days. Fucking toy. Yeah, nice, dude. I got into nice. an Uber today. And the guy, it was this old man, he's probably in his late 60s, named Muhammad, and he was just blasting Fetty Wap with the windows down. I Whoa, was like, this nice. is my kind of Uber. <laughs> this is my kind of fucking Uber. This man. is America, man. Yeah. This is America. Yeah. I, I fuck with that. So, man, I uh, 
Look, I'm feeling a little bit somber today. I was listening to some jazz oh, no. music before I got on here, and now I'm just feeling... Oh, wait, somber in a good way or bad way? Oh, in a good way. Maybe maybe right, somber's cool. not the right word. I'm feeling very relaxed. This is the cool cast. Just tranquil? The tranquil. Cool cast. I'm feeling very tranquil. This is the cool cast, baby. Because I've been angry, man. If people people who listen, they know I get angry about some shit, and, I, and I've been thinking about some shit. And uh, I I let it all out today when I was talking or talking to somebody, and uh, it felt good. It wasn't a bad thing either because they were like, I was like, hey, is that cool? I just said all this really crazy shit to you, and they were like, no, I thought it was pretty interesting. And I was like, all right, cool. So <laughs> I don't have to be so intense. I can still make my points. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think the issue is when people don't. Um, well, I think the bigger issue is the biggest issue is when people don't. Um, allow your opinion um, validity. You know whether or not they agree with it, it, it. That never even comes up. They're not even willing to open themselves to what you to your opinion. And I think that's what gets what gets the emotions going. That's what gets you know? me. You're like for sure. Yeah, it's like you can't even give me the dignity to like allow my opinion a chance at being valid. You yeah. know, and not just some fucking shit that I made up or said to impress somebody because i think that's the offensive thing we are all empathetic people i believe it's but but you know what i was thinking about empathy just alone it doesn't seem to be enough it's not enough to just be empathetic because empathy without a a, a plan it, you could end up stabbing somebody because you're like well he can't breathe let's poke some holes into him and you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah yeah i see what you mean you, you need to it's about being responsible with that with that knowledge too yes and and so i i saw something that was posted on facebook that i showed you and we had a brief conversation about it but it was the other day during the oscars everybody was fucking loving the look i was so surprised everybody was fucking loving the oscars dude i was like god damn i really didn't realize that yeah. everybody fucking watches the oscars holy shit are we out yeah, of touch I guess so man definitely god i damn. mean that that for sure we're definitely out of touch I was but like, thank god for that if you ask me everybody's talking about this unironically look, the, only, the only thing the only thing i needed to know was did my boy leo get his fucking award or not and this time he did it. So congratulations. Um, shout out to Leonardo DiCaprio, dear, dear, dear friend of the show. Dear friend. Um, yeah, dear friend. I loved Wolf of Wall Street, man. <laughs> oh, I love The Revenant, man. That's a good-ass movie. I gotta Such see it. Such a good movie. I gotta see it. He's a great actor, it. man. He really deserved it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, saw this, I saw this other story that uh, caught, my, caught my eyes uh, <laughs> because I was seeing a lot of people post some very aggressive things, and I was like, oh, here we fucking go again. Let me see what this is about. Let me get sucked down this fucking rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was about the uh, Ku Klux Klan rally in California. Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah, dude. I just didn't go because I couldn't afford the plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but... Uh, what what happened was it's actually really really sad, and it really bummed me out. And I realized that the past couple of episodes, I've I I felt I've listened back to them and I've been like, man, I sound so angry. And and most of that is just I've realized it's just because it makes me sad. It makes me sad to see people trying to to fix a problem but not going about it in the right way and making things worse. And it's like I see this is gonna make things worse for everybody. For everybody, but you think you're helping, and no matter what I say, you're not gonna believe me. And so I'm just in this position where I can't do anything, and I get frustrated and angry, and I lash out with anger, which is mm -hmm. hypocritical in and of itself because I'm angry at people for being angry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But 
this 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 thing that happened, it really bothered me, man. So this there was this Ku Klux Klan rally in California. Now, I've seen uh, a bunch of these kinds of stories in the past where people get upset that the Ku Klux Klan is rallying. And oh, look, I can't I can't disagree with that. They're fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're allowed to do that if they're not hurting yeah. anyone. They are allowed to say they think white people are the best of all time and that black people are the worst of all time, as long as they're not hurting anyone. Right. Exactly. As long as they're not hurting because, anyone. Because we live in America, and it's very, very important to the rest of the structure of the society that that be true, that they're allowed to do that, that they're allowed to say whatever they want. They can say the most horrendous shit that could be... I mean, even if it was, if it was untrue, they should still be able to be able to say it, uh just because they want to say it but they the second that they harm somebody is when somebody you know the government or whoever needs to step in but they should be able to say it. exactly so, and if granted, they can't say that that is a threat to everybody else's free speech it really is exactly the most re- extreme cases need to also be just as protected as people who are doing you know less extreme things because if mm-hmm. they can't do it that is a slippery slope to the point where it could, I'm not saying it will necessarily, but it could become a situation where freedom of speech is censored. And and censorship of freedom of speech in any way, I mean, I understand if it's hurting someone or putting someone's life in danger, that's a different, like, we don't let people scream fire in a movie theater, right? right. That's a problem mm-hmm. because that could hurt people. And I guess you could make the argument that the Ku Klux Klan is the same thing, sort of, but I don't necessarily- As, as what? Is the same? It's like it's provoking me. It's provoking. It's triggering no, me. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Because they're saying like we're gonna have a fucking public rally in this public place where we're gonna spout our hate. Now, if you show up and you're like, "Oh, I hate the things they're saying," it's like, "Yeah, we're spouting hate, motherfucker." Like, what do you? What, what did you Why think are you this here? was? <laughs> Why are you here? Right? If if somebody attacks somebody, that's when it becomes a problem where somebody else needs to step in. But up until that point. Everybody at that point, as far as I'm concerned, is fine doing what they're doing. You spout your hate, you be offended, but the the second that either one of it doesn't even matter who, the second that either one of you take it to physical violence and starts assaulting somebody else, that's when it becomes a problem. So that is what happened. Uh, it ended in physical violence. Um, a couple people were stabbed, from what I heard. I read this article on Yahoo News, and I, dude, when I when I, I so what I'll tell you what happened. I'm on Facebook. And I see this chick post a gallery of images of this physical altercation between the Ku Klux Klan and these counter protesters. And she just says something like, ah, oh, you guys thought you were just going to show up and do racist shit. I don't think so. Right. Or something like okay. that. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus, dude, it makes me so upset. And then I'm looking through the comments and people are like, yeah, I hope those old white fucks, those racist fucks get what they deserved. And I'm looking at these pictures. I'm looking at these pictures. Now, granted, it's the Ku Klux Klan. They're fucking assholes. But they're also really fucking old assholes because they're going to die out. And that ideology is going to be non-fucking existent in like a generation or two. Except now here's here's where it gets fucking crazy. So I read this Yahoo News article about it. And the police sergeant was quoted as saying, as soon as the Ku Klux Klan people got out of their vehicle, immediately they were attacked by counter protesters and they caused a melee down the block. 
How upsetting, depressing, just bum yeah. me out. I, I went into this article hoping, hoping, please let the Ku Klux Klan have done some fucked up shit that started this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let yeah, it fit yeah, the yeah. narrative. But it's like, oh, great. It's the people protesting against the supposed violent group that started it. Great. Yeah, great, great. great. The people who are carrying signs that say love is the answer are bashing in these old fucks heads. Look, exactly. Look. Exactly. That's why Martin Luther King Jr. stressed nonviolent protest to the degree that he did absolutely no tolerance even if it's the same thing with jesus when he sent out his disciples he said uh if somebody smacks you on the cheek give them the other cheek you know because it's more important that this word gets out or it's more important that this message gets out or this change gets made right in uh mlk's case then your personal safety and if you're not down for the cause i understand but this is that's that's what we need and that's what a real protest or the i want to say like the best version of a protest is is like you know we're under no circumstances are we going to deviate from our course in retaliation or anything else but if you're the one who I mean, it's bad enough, right? You can always construe things one way or the other. It's bad enough if the group attacks you and you start fighting back because then that that's like, oh, well, you know, I can kind of understand and you split your, your group as people who are saying like, well, they should have fought back. And then people are saying, well, they shouldn't have fought back. And now your group's divided, right? I can kind of get with that. But if you're the, the protesters and you're going to go beat somebody up, that's just like, that's like a targeted assault. You know, it's like a like a like a military operation almost you know it's not a protest it's like let's go and and fucking get those motherfuckers kind of thing and i'm not down with that and i'll say this man look the ku klux klan members in these pictures look fucking whack as shit they're like 70 years old wrinkly as shit which mm -hmm. makes it even more disturbing to see these young people who are claiming to be on the side of justice beating the fuck out of these old men bashing their heads into the cement and shit it's like this is disgusting. Yeah. This is not. This is this is the side you want to be on. I don't want to be on either side of you, motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> I really don't. I'm not, I'm, I'm not rooting for this. I'm not rooting I, for anybody. I'm not rooting, right? Yeah. The fuck and and it, it upsets me because the thing is, these guys are old, right? They're old and racist. They're from a different era. That's gonna die out. Except maybe it won't now because now. Oh, my racist Ku Klux Klan grandfather always says black people are crazy, and I always thought he was crazy until a black person fucking bashed his head in. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing that's going on with the U.S. and the Middle East. It, you know, we we keep involving ourselves in all of their issues, like all these different countries, all these issues. And then 20 or 30 years later, we're, we're very surprised when we when they hate us. You know, they fucking hate us to our, our bones because we've been killing them for decades. You know, it's like at some point, someone's got to stop the cycle, you know, stop the violence, man. Increase the someone's peace. Someone's got to stop. Someone's got to stop it. It's not going to be the people who are in the KKK who are like, they're like, my granddaddy's granddaddy said hate is the thing. So we're going to keep it alive. I mean, we need people to be like, well, I don't care whose granddaddy said what. Hate is not an option. It's not like we don't allow hate into our way of looking at things, you know, in, in, in so many. And, you know, but it doesn't I'm, have to be forceful because it it, if it's forceful, it's not going to work. It has to just be you being the better person and being like, hey, look at these Ku Klux Klan faggots being really crazy over here. I'm just going to walk yeah, away from I, this. I think, though, that uh, faggots is kind of hard. Right? You can you can still be forceful. You, you need to be forceful sometimes, you know, it, but 
you have to be very precise in the way that you're using your force. When when you're swimming upstream, if you go to the left and to the right and you're not heading in a straight line, like right directly upstream, you're going to waste tons of energy, you know, trying to get to your destination. If you're swimming upstream, you have to try and use the least amount of energy possible because there's a whole fucking river uh, going against you. So you have to be super precise. And the problem with these protests, like this one that happened with the KKK is like, you know, they're, they they show up and I'm I'm assuming that their original intent was to get this message across of anti-racism and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, one group of people shouldn't hate another group of people based on the color of their skin or whatever. Great. But the message that came across was we showed up and we started, we stabbed people. We got in a fight. There's violence. People are really hurt. You know, there's like serious concern. And it, now it's a national fucking scandal. Now, did you want a scandal when you went in there? No, but that's what you got because it was a, an unskilled use of force, you know? That's why where leaders come in, in handy, like Martin Luther King Jr., who can say, here's how to use your force very skillfully. No violence. Here's how you conduct yourself. Peacefully, you smile. You, if When they arrest you, you let them arrest you. You don't put up a struggle. You just go to jail because there's going to be a lot more people in there who are on your, your side, you know? Like, just know that... <laughs> You, you kind of have to just trust it at this point and remember that you're doing it for a better cause. If you just run up to a thing angry, you're, you're, all that force of the emotion and the injustice, it just gets dissipated into violence and uh, the message gets lost. And I think that's the main issue, man. We don't have any like strong leaders like Martin Luther King Jr. because we don't have, or we're not agreeing on what the problems are anymore. Back in the 60s, it was like, race is a problem in this country. And everyone was like, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. Holy shit, it is. Right? Whether you're saying on the on the side where you're like, yeah, we're getting fucked over. Or you're on the side where it's like, yeah, we're like, we're fucking people over. But it's working out well for us. How do we keep this alive? You know? Or maybe Both not even that. Maybe just very... we see these people getting fucked over. <laughs> we see it so yeah, clearly. And those, yeah. And yeah, they're definitely there too, for sure. And the cool thing was. That's probably the majority of the people, actually. The cool thing about the civil rights movement is that the smart thing about it, which doesn't exist nowadays because everybody's in it for themselves, everybody's so about their own ego that they can't, is that it wasn't it wasn't a thing where it was like, we're going to just t fuck all white people, fuck that shit. It was much more inclusive. I mean, if you look at the Freedom Riders and shit, like there was, it was like half of them were white, you know? Because it wasn't like, yeah. oh, you can never understand what the fuck we're going through. It was like, all right, well... You obviously aren't black, but you can totally help us, man. That's cool, because, like, not yeah. all white people are fucking crazy like this. Not all white people are trying to fucking, you know, fuck us over. And that's right. the same maybe, as it maybe, is today. Yeah, maybe you can't understand what we're going through, but, like, you can see this is fucked up, right? Right. Okay, cool. You can help us. Get over here, you know? That's how it should be. It shouldn't be, like, let's run up on somebody and fucking beat their ass, or, like, let's make a, a scene and... You know, for no reason, you know, my, my thing but is always like, where, what is all this leading to? Okay, you showed up to a KKK rally and decided to stage a protest. What was the point of that? Where was that going? Did you just do it to record a video and put it on Facebook and get a bunch of likes or something? Like, what was the, did you, were you trying to just make the paper or something? Because that's not going to make any lasting change, even if you had some, you know, I don't know, something up your sleeve beside a knife but when you showed up there. That, that KKK rally, nobody gives a fuck about the KKK anymore. I mean, maybe in a couple locations if they're super strong. But as far as the country goes, the KKK is a fucking joke. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's a fucking joke.
So what do you, what is your plan showing up to a KKK rally other than making a big stink and pointing at yourself and saying, look, look what I did. I fucking did something. I finally got rid of the KKK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the plan? There's just no direction. No Everything plan. is just, it gets dissipated into nothingness because there's, there was no plan to begin with. So once a momentum gets built up, like that's Occupy Wall Street too. They had a huge momentum built up. They almost had a crisp, clear idea that everyone could get behind and that could be, uh, I want to say like actionable. You could actually do something with it, change laws, raise money in the right places, actually make some kind of change. Yeah, I thought but that then, was, it's not to cut you off completely, but I, I think that was, I, th I thought that it was leading to perhaps taxing the 1% at a higher rate. That's what I thought was going to be like the end goal. You know what I mean? Because they had all this talk about the 1% and how they own like 90% or something of the wealth in America. And I was like, okay, so we're going to go after those guys, right? But then when you talk to people in Occupy Wall Street, and I did because I had a journalism class that was across the street from the Philly Occupy Wall Street uh, thing at City Hall. And he mm -hmm. one, of the, one day he told us to go out there and talk to people and figure out what the fuck was going on. You know, be journalists. This is the class. And I go out there and I talk to this guy and I was like, yeah, so uh, what exactly is your goal? Oh, man, my goal is uh, we're not going to stop until all governments are demolished. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK. Um, do you have like Whoa. a plan B? <laughs> like, do, you have, like, do you have like something else lined up? Wow, man. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, OK, so you're right. You're probably right. But here's the thing. They should have had a bill written beforehand. There should have been taglines that were related to the actual bill or, you know, something. There should have been something tangible that from start to finish, everything led back to that. But it wasn't. It was like, oh, Occupy Wall Street. That like idea caught on. And then that fucking idea just we're going to take down. I'm not we're not going to stop until we take down all the governments. Really? Is that what Occupy Wall Street's about? Fucking, what, are you, what the fuck uh, are you talking about? Scumbags just walking around with Che Guevara shirts on and shit and being like, yeah, yeah exactly. revolution. It's like, shut right. up. Unskilled use of, of force, man. That's what it is. That's the diagnosis. You got you to put the cattle towards something good, man. <laughs> the sheeple. The sheeple out there. <laughs> no, but the, yeah. thing, the, thing, the thing I'm realizing is that, now specifically with Facebook, I've, I've been trying to distance myself from it recently. Um, although, you know, obviously I got caught in this KKK loop or whatever, but, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> quote me on that. <laughs> I got caught in this KKK hole. loop. This KKK hole. Nice. That's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But but I've been realizing that, like, Facebook really is, like, you inviting everyone you've ever met ever to hang out with you at all fucking times. And I'm not okay with that anymore. I'm really not. Because I, I was thinking, I talked to you about this today, but I've decided or I've come around to the idea that I would rather be by myself than be with somebody who causes me distress. And all that Facebook seems to do nowadays is cause me a distress. Because all it ever is is some social fucking thing, some fucking political fucking thing, something about somebody doing something that upsets somebody. You know, it's all just look at me, look at this, blah, 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 fucking fucky fuck. And I'm, I'm kind of done with it, man. I'm really done with it. Yeah, I hear you on that. Totally. It's because do you really want to invite everybody you ever met to hang out with you all the fucking time? Because you're carrying them around constantly. You have access right, to yeah, their yeah. bullshit uh -huh. constantly. Hey, that constantly. chick at work that annoys you. Let's see what's on her mind, because it's just it's just going to show you. It's just going to show yeah, you. Yeah. You're going to find out. So here it comes. 
Yeah, I was, I, we, I mean, I talked to you like, it was like two weeks ago and, and you reminded me that I had to like unfollow people for, for their shit not to pop up on my newsfeed because there's some fucking, some chronic abusers of, of Facebook that are just, they just litter my fucking clear, pristine lake of Facebook with their fucking shitty bullshit, man. Hey, it's you like, guys like minions? The worst. Yeah. Where oh, do God. we have like, them? Oh, here's another, uh, here, here's another recipe or here's a quote that uh, I think applies to me. Like my favorite is my fucking, they're very, they're, they're a, a family member, right? But they're hideous and they're constantly posting these like quotes about like, uh, what's the number between like 68 and 72? 69. <laughs> like the worst shit ever. Not even a funny joke. I mean, just purely like, like, oh, like when I get home, like I'm going to bend over for you. Like the most what? Like, worst shit. Yeah. It's like, Who is this? like overtly sexual shit. Just a family member of mine, not close, not, I mean, like not my, in my nuclear family, but yeah. a family related person. I just don't want to, uh, it's yeah. I'll, I'll show you personally later, but favorite it's song. Just so, Slob on my knob. <laughs> uh, and she'll like, she'll like say shit to her boyfriend too, where it's like, like, it'll be like a picture of like a, a girl like like sucking down a fucking popsicle if you know what i'm saying like a, a, a popsicle and she'll be like oh like i can't wait to till you get home and like we can like you know whatever whatever it's, it's always all this sexual shit i'm like yo first of all you're a family member of mine so this is super fucking weird yeah second of all like you do realize that you're posting this shit out into the world this is not in a private message that you, you're sending to this guy Right. So like we're all seeing this shit. And I I fully appreciate and understand if you are comfortable with your sexuality enough to put it out there in the world. Fantastic. But here's the thing. Sexuality doesn't really exist as a useful thing online. So let's just not let's go there minimally. You know, you don't you can't have sex with a person online. So let's keep the sexuality to a fucking minimum, because obviously that's it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, in reality. Anyway, also, nobody wants to fucking see that. Nobody cares. If you're, if you want to send him a sexy message, f that's great. I'm, you know, you're married or whatever. You have, you're in a relationship. You should be sending each other sexual messages and like, you know, do, that's healthy. Great. Do it. But don't fucking put it on his wall or on your wall where it's going to pop up on my newsfeed. Do it in a private message because who else is that for? Well, Who are you I flirting think, I think to? Like it's that Jesus to me Christ. screams insecurity in a certain sense because it's almost like I have to prove to people that I have some kind of worth and my worth is I'm I'm getting my worth, my value from this sexual relationship I have. Oh, see, I'm gonna suck this dick. Somebody loves me. Somebody yeah, loves me. I guess so, man. Oh man. Ugh. And it bums me it's out. It's so man. cheap, man. Yeah, me too. Because I, me, I mentioned on I mentioned on one. It makes of the, me angry. Sorry, like you said earlier, like there, it seems like the angry response happens like uh, as a cover up for compassion a lot of the times. Where it's like, oh, man, I wish, I wish that wasn't what you were so proud of because it's like you know, I mean, it's great and everything, but it has its place, and you're putting it in a place that it doesn't belong, which yeah. means to me that like there's something going on that you need attention or something, and I just wish I could help you, but I don't have the means to do that and instead of like coming to grips with that i'd rather just be like oh what the fuck you're on my fucking wall my news feed again god damn i hate this bitch you know because yeah. it's just easier yeah because because like like i said I, i've i've been 
I've been angry, man. I've been real angry. I, look, if you guys want to hear me be, be kind of angry, go back to Conversation 49. I'll specifically say that's one where I fucking sound angry as shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've been kind of trapped in it because it's it, – but it, really what it is is it's just pain, man. It's just me feeling sad, bummed out. Why are you doing this? This is ridiculous, and you're not helping yourself or other people. But that, but then it gets muddled because I get angry, and then I'm like, "Well, fuck you, then, you motherfucker," you know. And that's too far. That's really too far. Yeah, yeah. And I feel yeah. guilty about it, man. I do, I do. But that being said, I, I feel like uh, I've, I kind of leveled off today in a, in a good way, where I'm like, you know what? It's good that I got so fucking extreme so that I could see see that. And yeah. no, like, uh-huh. I, I don't have to do that. I don't have to be angry because really all it is is I'm sad. I'm just sad yeah. about some shit. You know, not all the time, but it's like, you know, I'm sad. The, the anger is caused by something that you're sad about. And yes. that's that's the key thing. And it's not like it's you're not sad all the time, but that anger is definitely caused by something that you're sad about at yes. some point or yes. about in some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm sad Classic about is like violence in the world, people's fucking weird insecurities that they just blast out into the universe all the time. Yeah. Can't wait to suck that big old popsicle dick. It's like, whoa, calm the fuck down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because that's... (laughs) You guys live together, right? Like, you can just tell them that later. And it's hard. It's hard because, look, I'm not going to... It's not... Nobody said it was going to be easy. Nobody ever told you life was going to be easy. And we are in a time where we are constantly bombarded by things that are suggesting ways of thinking to us all the time. The media... Uh, I mean, we have a very overtly sexual, uh, at the same time, weird kind of like Puritan kind of fucking thing Mm -hmm. going on here where, where, yes, I mean, porn, for example, I mentioned, I gave up porn. It, It has changed the way I look at myself and others. Like I said, I'm kind of happy being by myself in, in the sense that in order for someone to come into my life, they're going to have to offer something that. I couldn't get by just being by myself. Does that make any sense? Mm, that makes sense. But I'm going to go ahead and say that there's literally no one in the world who could give you anything more than what you could give yourself by yourself. Well, where are we then? No, but, but, but what I'm saying is, is somebody has to be entertaining or enjoyable to be around or whatever. But I found, yeah, I found yeah. myself are, in the past when I'm looking at, when I was looking at porn and all these things, you sort of start to value the person as an object and you sort of go after the person and push yourself into their life based on this idea of what you want or can get from them. And mm-hmm. from where I'm sitting now, it's sort of like, Oh God damn it. Like, Oh that that is kind of gross, man. It's kind of gross, and it explains yeah. to me why I've had a lot of unhealthy relationships. Um, mostly because I think I've been approaching it the 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 wrong way. I've been searching for something, but it's like, uh, what do I need, man? You know? Yeah. See, that's the problem. I think that's the problem right there. Is that really? At the root of the the root of the problem is your uh, it's like the the desire system and really all desires and this is my opinion but you'll have to let me run with it for a second Go for is it. that all desires are really just uh, every time you want to satiate a desire it leads you up and up and up almost you know so once you're fed you're comfortable you're like oh I'm a little thirsty you drink you know you're now you're comfortable it's a little cold so you try and change your environment. You know, ah, man, you know, I, I need a family. You know, that'd be nice. It'd be nice to have somebody around and some kids to raise and they can carry on. So then you go again and you climb this ladder of, of needs and eventually it all leads to 
spirituality, right? At, at a certain point. So to say that you, it, it is that you are seeing other people in terms of their value to you as an object, right? Uh, especially if you watch porn, it gives you that idea. There's like a, you're like, uh, how how do you measure up to those women? Can you give me what they uh, apparently are giving other people? It, you know, you start to make these judgments and these like calculations and shit, and you're well, you're also, valuing on, them as at, an object. At the same time, how do I measure up to these other men? That is also a thing that happens when you're watching porn. Yeah, can definitely. can I do the same things they're doing to women? You know what I mean? Yeah, no fucking ways. And is she expecting that? Because that's this is not going to happen. I swear, I know this is not going to happen. But uh, I, I honestly think, man. The, the crazy thing about it is that everybody would be happier if they learned to be by themselves, just completely by themselves, sit in a room, white room, nothing in it. If you can sit there and be happy, which it's totally possible for every human being, everything would become an optional kind of thing, right? So relationships would be, it wouldn't be, oh, if I could find somebody, my soulmate, my life would be complete and I could be happy then and I could be happy forever. It would be, I love my life. I love this. Oh, hey, I met this guy at a thing and we like each other and we spend more time together. We spent more time together and now we're married and we enjoy our lives. If if it turns out that we don't enjoy each other so much, we could leave each other, you know, but we're totally happy being ourselves. We're totally happy with each other, that kind of thing. You know, but I feel like you were a chick in that scenario or were you? Maybe you were a guy. Doesn't matter, dude. It's funny it that you just man. it just it's funny that you just you hear that gender in there. You're like, oh, dude, mm, sorry. I got to label things. <laughs> was was she a Z? Was Z a she or a he? <laughs> uh, but I think um, it all leads to the same thing. And no, nobody wants to really hear that. I understand that. But I, it's just it's interesting to me that. um it, it it always takes the same form. I always thought I would be happy when I got this, but then I got this and I realized it was that that was going to make me happy. And it just, every step tends to push you in, in the spiritual direction. If, and I, I mean, if you could plot it on a, on a yeah, line. Well, because at a certain point, all the ex, all the extra things that are optional that you can still enjoy when you are looking at them through the scope of them fulfilling your, <clears throat> need to be happy, mm -hmm. and of course they're going to let you down. And it's not that there's anything wrong with those things. It's it's not the things. It's you. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. It's, it's your way of, like, of you're experiencing seeing, things. You're seeing other female human beings as objects, right? No, I'm not just saying you. This is like every person, right? Be and you're... you're it's okay you're because saying like, because I'll I'll openly admit that I was like that. Well, yeah, you, you did. Yeah. And, and and sometimes so do I. it's it's so hard. I. I have to still catch myself sometimes. Yeah. You have to be like, oh shit, you're you're doing it. Like, fuck, man. Like, come on. Like, yeah, she's because, hot, but like she kind of sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, she's hot, but she's kind of she sucks. But I mean, anyway, that's not the point to me. The point is that every human being, man, it, every human being is so fucking special and has so much potential that it's just embarrassing that we still get so caught up on sex and, and our bodies. And like, it's like, come on, man. Like we've been doing this shit for how long now as human beings, for how long have we had stories about, Oh, I was sexually attracted to him, but uh, I didn't like him and fucking. So things went sour and blah, blah, blah. Like there's so many of these stories in human history. It doesn't, it, it seems like if you make that about your life, like if you really give power to, 
love in the romantic sense of man and woman and oh he swept me off my feet and that kind of thing if you're looking for that and you really want that i mean it's fine but you have to accept the ups and the downs because that world is full of ups and downs and it's full of paranoia and bliss and depression but there there is a way out of that too you know and then you get into the world above that in my opinion is something like a ceo or a power up a politician they're above children and family. They don't really feel that genetic kind of pull to have a family necessarily unless it's it's for the the cause, right? Everything is is wrapped up in their political career or their their business, you know, and how they can make more money. That, that that's like a little bit above that. But but then you get in, in nothing's ever enough in that world. You have to trade more money, you have to uh uh, fucking, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, become the president. You have to screw everybody over on the way or do whatever it takes to get there. It's always more, 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 more with that, that type of mindset. And there is a way out of that too. And the way out of that is if you notice both of those situations, there's this pull towards something. There's this pull towards like having a, a or like a romantic love. And it's like, oh, if my, my emotions, if they, that external stimuli will get them just right. That man, he'll sweep me off my feet. It'll be so, ugh. And they build it up to this thing. It's pulling them in that direction. And that, ugh, is what they're looking for. And the businessman is saying, if I could, all right, so if I hold off on buying this, there's a potential I'll lose money, but there's also the potential that I'll fucking make 10 times the amount of money. And if, if I make 10 times the amount of money, ooh, and it's that ooh feeling that he's going for. But that ooh feeling is not, it seems to be the result of, of things lining up in the external world that you did, right? It seems to be that way. I traded a business. I found my romantic lover. You know, for a scientist, it's I made a discovery. Everybody, an artist, I made the piece, my piece, my masterpiece, you know? You hear that kind of thing. It's all, like, mm, it's satisfying. The trick is realizing that it's all in, all of that is inside of you. It's it's available inside of you. That feeling of perfect satisfaction and bliss and complete, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, this is exactly all I could ever want. This is exactly what I've been looking for my entire life. That is available to you if you sit still long enough. Nobody wants to hear that, though. Isn't that fucking crazy? There have been people for thousands of years telling us if you sit still long enough and you, you know, think about this and you think about that, it's keep it simple that's available to you. You don't have to get married. You don't have to find a romantic love. You don't have to, you know, have sex or or be attracted to the that type of life. You don't have to have a business and be successful. You can just sit still in a room, close your eyes and be completely and totally <sighs> But nobody wants to hear it, dude. Everybody would rather go around fucking looking for mates and oh yes. maybe i'll get it that way and and well, maybe it's if still I don't exciting get it that way, it's, it's still exciting to a lot of people yeah and i guess and that's, that's okay because that's part of the game right that's part of the game is you wear out your desires by experiencing them so if you're not sick of it just do your thing if you're not sick of looking for a partner and you think that's gonna fulfill you then right on baby do it but i, I i've just been realizing that i've fooled myself into thinking that I was excited about these things because I saw other people being excited about them. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I have watched so much porn in my fucking life that it's almost like at this point, well, I can't say that honestly, but at this point, 
It's like if I never had sex again or whatever or watch porn again, like for me, mm-hmm. let's say let's say porn is the desire, right? Mm-hmm. I have like zero interest in what that has to offer anymore. I've worn, I've run that I've run that dry. Pardon the pun, bro. Fucking oh, fucking fucking you son uh, of a bitch. Uh, just I leaked all the seed out. But <laughs> but seriously, like I'm done with that. And uh, I guess it's the same for everything, really. If you want power, you're going to have to get enough power until you're sick of fucking power. <laughs> All right. Now, see, that's where I disagree. That's where I disagree. I think here's the thing. You could do that. And that's what human beings, essentially, everyone is on this path where you get you, you work yourself up to a desire and you get it. You work yourself up to a desire and you get it until you realize there's another tier. Then you work yourself up to the desire and get it. You work and th- I'm. This process that I'm talking about happens over lifetimes, essentially. And the, 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 the progress or failure is recorded in what genes get passed on, essentially, right? So you, you can keep following this evolutionary track of meeting your desires and then kind of seeing what happens there and waiting for the next one, essentially. Or you can see that the whole system of desires is is just desire. It's just a part of the same, they're all desires. Every desire that you have is just one for, or many forms of one desire, like uh, essence, you know? There's like one, there, there's like desiring in human beings. And every single desire that you can identify is a, is a form of desiring something. So if you work on Instead of trying to fulfill each individual desire, which could take millions of years, literally, because it, you're let, you're just letting nature take its course, essentially. You're just along for the ride and letting nature take its course. And that means being there for the ups and downs of all of it, too, which is fucking terrifying sometimes. I think instead you realize that the whole desire thing is the is the 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 trick and you put the whole thing aside and you don't do the single I'm going to go after that desire and that desire and that desire. And once I get those, then I can, you know, become a CEO and then I'll give that up and give it up for the next thing. You know what I mean? I think you just give up. You see that desire is like a thing in and of itself and that you could go after each desire and try and tackle them. Or you could just give up the whole system somehow. And I think that's where the the spiritual practices come in. And I, I keep I really hate to say it that way because it's it puts it in like. Oh, let's all go to church. You know, everyone thinks of that, but it's it's just breathing and fucking thinking. You know, it's how do you breathe? How do you think? How do you think this shit works? That's really all that I'm talking about. And the the practice side of it of meditation or breathing exercises, they are all meant to um kind of hasten your separation from the desire system as a whole as opposed to going after individual desires. Hmm. gurus will go after individual desires because it's almost like um like if you picture a a flower and it's got a lot of petals you want to go after the the nugget but sometimes you can be skilled and pick off one petal and it'll cause the rest of it to you know i don't know fucking fall off yeah work with the metaphor that i'm talking about i hear you but if you want to destroy the flower don't do it one petal at a time i'm gonna destroy the the flower you know what i'm saying bro (laughs) fucking destroy the flower (laughs) uh but I think, I don't know, man. I just disagree with that. Uh, I, I think what you're talking about is like the natural progress, the natural evolutionary nature progression that humans are on. 
but I think there's another level of progression that is like a steeper climb, which which is what we've come to call spiritual. But I wish there was another fucking word for it. Well, do you think there's maybe a middle ground? Because I feel like what I'm describing is from, from the place where I am, I see things that I I almost know will inevitably leave me empty. But there's a part of me that's like, well, maybe. So I'm almost consciously trying to explore those things to be like, okay, this is what you want. Let's just do it. And then afterwards being like, oh, man, shit. I knew that was going to happen. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it only makes sense to me, though, if you accept that answer. Here's the thing. If you want an answer, you have to get one. If you say, hmm, I'm on the fence about this, right? There's no such thing as being on the fence in my in my book. You either believe one thing or the other. It's either true or it's not, that kind of thing. So if you're on the fence about something, explore it. Definitely. Do an experiment. See what happens. But after that, you have to accept the results of your experiment. Or you have to do a better one. You know? If you're going to approach life that way. It's a very slow, painstaking process. But that's if you want to do it that way, that's how you have to do it. You have to... Am I, I'm on the fence about this. You know, instead of taking the safe side, I'm going to see what happens when I indulge and then I hold back and then I indulge and then see what kind of things happen. But you have to then have the strength afterward to, to just not go back to that subject. Because if you're saying like, nope, porn's not good for me, it has to be like, let's, let's say your conclusion is I should never watch porn again, right? I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but let's say that's what it was. You would have to then never watch porn again because that was the result of your experiment. Mm. And that's what you, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's the mindset you have to be in to be able to indulge in, in the like quirky things, in my opinion. Yeah, people have a, people are, are very tricky about that kind of stuff. People, people definitely give themselves a lot of excuses. I, I'm not at all uh, excusing myself here from the rest of it. I know I do it as well. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to see because sometimes if you can see it, you can see the cognitive dissonance happen with people where I mean, I've had conversations with friends of mine where we were disagreeing on a subject and then we ended up agreeing. But then they were just like, well, no, but, you know, it's still kind of messed up. And it's like, well, is it because we just went through this whole fucking rigmarole to get to the point where you're agreeing? We're both agreeing now. You can't take that back. Yeah, right. We already agreed. And now you're going to disagree again. Okay. That makes sense. No. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You can't do that. And th- that's really what it comes down to, in my opinion, is like, that's a fine way of finding things out. But you have to be, it's, it's, it takes a lot of willpower to be able to pull it off. Mm. So it's not inaccessible. It's just hard. You know, it's just really hard. I would suggest a different way. Because other ways are easier. The middle path. <laughs> yes, yeah. And the middle path is, in this case, I don't know, man. It depends who you're uh, who you're speaking from. If I'm giving you advice, I would say my middle path for you would be just don't don't try not to think about it at all. Because if you don't think about it and you don't think about, oh, do I want it? Do I not want it? If you can just cut that thought off and just stop thinking about it, it, the thought won't come up again. It just won't come up. Yeah, no, and I, and, I, and then I, then you don't have to wrestle with it. You know, you don't have to spend energy like, what does this mean for me? Like all this shit. You just, it just doesn't come up. Well, I find I find that to be the case uh, for sure. Um, I'm I'm only bringing up the porn thing as an example um, to make this point because honestly, I mean, as far as that that's going, at least I've 
it's totally changed the way I analyze my habits uh, when I'm just looking at pictures of people or, you know, videos or movies, because there's a lot of shit that we sort of take for granted that is very, very overtly sexual to the point where, I mean, the, the whole, the whole purpose of, of, of sex as far as biology is concerned is to procreate, you know what I mean? But we've sort of turned it into a fucking fun game or something, or we've, we've, yeah, we've, yeah. we've, we've fetishized it to the point where it's like this, it's this thing all onto itself. But in mm-hmm. reality, it's really not. It's it. That's just something we've made up. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I mean, I know, and I, I know I'm not alone in this. We have people who have really unhealthy patterns of looking at things like, like, for example, like just looking at, you know, people post pictures of chicks. I mean, women, women really do nowadays flaunt their bodies in a way that has never been fucking possible before. I mean, you, if you saw a chick in a bikini in the eighties, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to remember this shit. Now, yeah. I, all I you have to time, do. I would put a timestamp on that statement, but in America in the last hundred years, for sure, for sure. Well, what, what all I'm saying is that it's more, it's so readily available now because chicks, will, like you said, we talked about this overt sexual thing that one of your family members would do. Women put, women put themselves up on Facebook and all these things. And I guess men do it too, but to a lesser extent, just, just talk, just flaunting, flaunting their goods basically and being like, what's mm-hmm. up? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I just took a picture of my, my tits. Like my whole, my, like, <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> oh my God. Girls take selfies like that all the time where their boobs are taking up three fourths of the picture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, how the fuck did you not know that's happening? Oh, that's right. You did. You did that for a fucking reason. And, and so it, it goes both ways, man. It's almost like men are sort of in a position now where we have women. We have we have their images everywhere. Right. And at the same time, women see that as almost what men value. And so they continue to do that. It's it's a it's a it's a bad cycle, man. Yeah, no, I see. I see exactly what you're saying. It's like, like men, at this point, right? Men have been seeing these media images, and kind of like indoctrinated with that way of thinking, and so have the women. And so the women are now starting to, like the normal women, not the media women, right? The normal women are starting to try to look more media appropriate, essentially, and that's creating the cycle of well, now guys are just eating that up. And and reinforcing that, like, oh, that is what we want. I guess that is what we want. And women are being like, oh, I guess that is what they want. And, you know, and there's like this weird third party system involved where it's like, well, actually, we just really want each other. We don't need all this fucking media rigmarole and you use like posing and me, you know, we they actually don't need all that. We just kind of need each other in a room, like turn the lights off, get the KY jelly out, you know. It's a fucking good time. Yeah, we don't party. need all this fucking no, media. Yeah, because there's like a there's like a weird value that's put on sexual promiscuity these days. Yeah. And I don't. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with sex at all, uh, because it's a biological fucking thing that happens. But it's it's almost like the the way in which we we I think I at the very least I'll say this I think yeah. that it is something that needs to be reevaluated, especially with the way that things are moving so fucking quickly man in what way would you reevaluate it um for example i got rid of snapchat man i got rid of snapchat i had that hanging around or even like instagram and all that stuff i try not to check that shit as often because first of all social media 
places in general are just people posting the best stuff about their life. They're not posting. I mean, in some cases, you'll see people post like, oh, my God, I almost killed myself. But those are, you know, few and far between. And even those are just kind of annoying because you're like, OK, why are you fucking posting that on Facebook? Because you want people yeah. to like you and say, like, don't kill yourself. The yeah, fuck? go to a doctor. Check go yourself to a fucking, into a hospital. That's not something. Yeah. And so so I, I'm trying to distance myself from that stuff because. I mean, it's it's. It's pervasive, man. It's everywhere. It's really yeah, yeah, fucking exactly. Everywhere. So here's my thing: is like, what is the, what is the change? Do you just keep trying to like close your eyes to it? Because that's that's it's not going to be, it's never going to be, it's not going to disappear. Yeah, we can't put that right. fucking genie back in the bottle at this point. Right. So how do you how do you revamp the sexual uh, like uh, situation? I guess in the country. How how do you wish people would see it more? Well, I don't. I, I can't. I can't really tell anybody to do anything that I haven't done already. No, right? you're not telling anybody to do anything. We're just asking you. What would you? What in an ideal situation? How would you view sexuality in this society? My my thing is, I recognize that this is an unhealthy pattern, so I'm going to try to do whatever I can do to sort of not play into that system anymore. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it is just not looking at it for a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think, uh, God, I sound like a fucking fiend, but it's true. I mean, I think that I think that porn has, has changed my brain. Um, and uh, I think that as a result, all the things that are sort of related to porn or the habit of porn, which is sort of related with valuing people based on their bodies and not their personalities or who they actually are, uh, and that 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 includes looking at chicks who are like posting their bodies. Cause that's what it fucking, cause why else are you looking at that shit? You know what I mean? What do you, what, what do you, Oh, I just want to see what she's up to. Oh, you know <laughs> the fuck? No, exactly. Exactly. Why are people put like you, you want me to see you like half dressed. That's why that's, I'm assuming why that's why you put this picture out in public. Cause you wanted me to see you half dressed. And that's not to say like, well, like to take that to like the fucking stupid ass rape argument, like oh she deserved it, she was half dressed. Like men are fucking over. No, I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is you're right. Like there is, it's pervasive. It's pervasive. But sexuality in human beings is pervasive. If you know, it's not just this generation. We're just finding our own y- unique expression of it. You know, and I wouldn't even say sexuality is that prevalent in every society or or historically even because a lot of tribal societies they don't give like sexuality is not really that big of a thing they like do the whole sorry they do the whole like recreation thing i mean procreation thing and uh that's about it because the rest of the time they're fucking hunting and gathering berries and building houses and fending off wild animals and shit you know they got important shit to do they're not sitting around thinking like oh what's what could what else could i do with this thing you know what else could i do with my dong i think the interesting it's this the unique problem that has arisen in our time uh because obviously yeah like this is not a new thing like people were saying like oh my god women are wearing fucking skirts shit's going to hell you know like that kind of shit uh because the standards were different uh i would say the the big difference now is that I think a lot of people aren't taking a break from it. 
they're they're not taking a break from it because they're carrying it around all the time. You know, if you are taking a break from what from uh, this goes with all social media. And, and I guess it does play into the porn stuff and stuff. People watch porn on their phone. I never did that. But people fucking talk about that shit watching porn on their phone. So, like, you know, if, if you're in the if you're like I, I'll go back to the 80s again. If you, if you see a hot chick or if you have a playboy, you're not carrying that shit around on the bus. You're not carrying it around when you go, you know, to family get togethers and stuff. But this you have access to it at all times. And and the the real the real decision is whether or not you choose to access it all the time. I guess my point is I think it would be helpful if people decided to take a fucking break from their fucking phones. I know that's such a hack thing to say. Everybody's fucking saying it, but it's true. It's true. And and obviously not everybody's going to do it and that's fine. It's another thing like I said to bring it full fucking circle. I believe wholeheartedly that this will help people. You don't have to listen to me, but I'm going to take a fucking chill pill. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, going to back I, off. I'm with you on that. I think if uh, if everyone took a break from their phones, it, it could only be healthy in the short term, for sure. Maybe everyone that'll happen, man. Maybe take a break from your fucking phone. Predictions. Predictions. Uh, maybe our grandkids. I think you've made this prediction before, but perhaps they will have already been raised in an environment where there's sort of a backlash to this sort of overexposure to Facebook or whatever the equivalent is in the future uh, or like porn, you know, like maybe they'll just be like, Oh my God, what the fuck? You watch that shit all the time. What the fuck was wrong with you? And it's like, it was brand new, man. It was brand fucking new. It was like, it was like the newest shit and we all got sucked down into it. But you got to pull yourself out of that KKK hole someday. You got to pull yourself out of that KKK hole. I don't know, man. I think it's going to, like, it's kind of like cigarettes, if you ask me. There's a whole lot of people our age who are like, eh, fuck cigarettes. Like, they're clearly really bad for you, you know? At this point, we kind of know they're pretty fucking bad for you on a bunch of different levels. So I'm just, you know, most of us just don't smoke cigarettes. It's a like astronomical decrease in the amount of cigarette users. But there's still those kids gonna, that go like, yeah, oh, fuck, I'm a smoke. Right, exactly. And it's like, that's fine. But like, you do realize you're going to have health, like negative health effects. And most, I mean, I don't know about most, but a lot of smokers I know are just like, they, they're, they're like, yeah, I, I know this is not good for me. It, I fucking feel it. I see it every day, but like, you know. It helps in in other ways. So like I can't really I can't really fucking grandkids stay away from Timmy. He's a chronic masturbator. <laughs> he's fucking he's yeah. Like a, he's one of those kids. Masturbation man. You know he's it's one like of those it's, kids. Dude, it'll be like in the high schools, right? They'll they'll go outside and uh, they'll be like this group of like really cool kids. Like, hey man, you want to look at some porn? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's what it'll be like. No man, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't touch that stuff, man. <laughs> I don't touch myself either. <laughs> <laughs> Parents giving their kids lectures about what to say if someone approaches them with porn. Like, oh, oh dude, it would be the same. They could just reuse those old dare commercials where that girl is deflated on the couch. <laughs> oh, we watch porn now. This is what we do. We've we spilt all our seed. <laughs> we spilt all our seed. <sighs> uh, well, look, this has been conversations for our grandkids. Uh, thanks for coming along, man. Thank you, Adam. God bless you, sir. Thank you, Seamus. And bless you. Uh, please review us on uh, what are we on? iTunes, Stitcher. iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah. <laughs> Go to candymunchers.com. Leave us a comment. Uh, 
do you guys notice a difference in how chill this episode was? This is a fucking cool episode, man. This, this was, is a fucking. This was the cool episode. This actually. was the cool episode. Next week, ooh, you better believe I'm cutting into some SJWs. <laughs> Coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, this has been conversations for our grandkids, man, and uh, I feel better. Yeah, I feel better. I sit alone with a table and a chair, so unhappy there, playing solitaire. All by myself, I get lonely. Watching the clock on the shelf I'd love to rest my weary head on somebody's shoulder I hate to grow older all by myself All by myself in the morning In the night I sit alone With a table and a chair So unhappy there Playing solitaire Cause I'm all by myself And I get lonely Watching the clock on the shelf I'd love to rest my weary head on somebody's shoulder I hate to grow older all by myself all by myself in the morning all by myself in the So unhappy there Playing solitaire I'm all by myself So I get lonely Just watching the clock on the shelf I'd love to rest my weary head On somebody's shoulder I hate to grow older